listening to the Dreaming of Freedom podcast on the Two Cents FC Network. All right, welcome back to the Dreaming of Freedom podcast, where we talk about all things black soccer in MLS. I'm Jermaine. And I'm Callie, and we are members of Black Herons United, an independent black supporters group for Inter-Miami and all things black soccer in South Florida. For episode 20, we made it, y'all. For episode 20, 20 we'll baby. Be, that's it. That's it. We'll be covering match day 24, giving you our teams of the week, our dream team selection featuring Dennis Denise Buanga, AZ Jackson, and Leo Chu. And of course, our footnotes where we finally determine the blackest team in MLS. So stay tuned to catch it all. Uh, Callie, we made it. We made it. Finally, 20 episodes. How you feeling, man? 20, baby. It's, you know, it feels like we just got started yesterday and, and we've, you know, kind of reformatted stuff and we took a little bit of a hiatus at some points just to kind of get ourselves reorganized. But man, I feel great. I feel like we're going strong. We're, you know, we're, we, we're seeing the love on Twitter. We're seeing the love on the socials. So, you know, appreciate some of the shout outs we're getting. Um, we're going, man. We're going. And if I sound a little weird, I'm a little under the weather, but... No we, worries, brother. No worries. We move. <laughs> we continue to move. We continue to move. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Uh, you feeling good about uh, Sunday? The unveil with Messi. The unveiling on the Sunday. Unveil. I saw though. I saw those tickets pop into my account earlier, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> it's funny. <buddy, here. laughs> it's here. All of this. It feels like since the club's inception, we've we've kind of been waiting for this moment, and now we're here. It's starting to. It still doesn't feel real to me, and I don't think it'll. Feel real to we're there on Sunday. We see him walk out, presumably, and wearing the with the Inter Miami badge on his chest. So, and it's going to be a beautiful sight. It's going to be a beautiful sight. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, AD will join us shortly. Uh, you know, AD has those uh, <laughs> those infamous <laughs> internet issues. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. He'll join us shortly. Uh, so let's get right into it, Callie. Uh, let's start with the the team of the week. Um, let's start with the Eastern Conference. And you know what? Forget it. Let's just start with Inter-Miami. I mean, we're feeling good. It's Inter-Miami season. It's messy season. Um, and apparently, it's homegrown season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Callie, that game was incredible. Only because we got to see all the homegrown talent uh, just fully blossoming into these incredible players for for the club um what did you think about the homegrown performances man uh if you guys didn't catch it and i'm sure people maybe didn't it was one of those fourth of july games which are you know surely or you know people are doing stuff for their families stuff like that but man uh haven't seen fight from this team like that in in a while it was really encouraging but man i know there's a lot of hype surrounding Enter Miami with Messi and Busquets and Alba and presumably a few more coming. But some of the homegrown talent that has come up through the academy is so much fun to watch, man. Ian Frey, local boy, um, Broward County, dude is a straight up baller, super aggressive. The ball, he's fantastic with the ball at his feet. Um, man, and then we have uh, Izzy Boatwright. Again, I think he's only 17 years old. You know, is he getting minutes with the with the first team? Schneider Borgelin, uh, man, like Ben, ben, ben Noah, ben, yeah, Benja, Benja had a big his first goal the other day, an absolute yep. banger from outside the box, and then Noah Allen, who's probably the one that 
Miami fans are most familiar with. He's definitely mm-hmm. gotten the most minutes probably mm-hmm. since, you know, since going back to last year. And then my own former student, he used to fall asleep in my, in my class, uh, David Ruiz, who's been, uh, been an anchor in the, uh, you know, as a, you know, playing in that six role for, for the club, you know, all those guys seeing the field and, and getting minutes, it, it's incredible, you know, and it's going to be really cool that, uh, that they're going to be able to play with and, and learn under guys like Messi and Busquets and Alba. So I think that that only brightens the future for the club. Absolutely. It's definitely a bright future, bro. And I, bro, I completely forgot that David Ruiz was yeah, a student, dude. Like, what so when, when I, co- when I coached the girls at the school that I was at, his girlfriend was one of my captains. So, yeah, get out of here, get out of here. Three-year captain at the school she was, so nice. she's a little baller too. Yeah, but. so she's a baller too, right? Right. Yeah, 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 that's what's up, man. So yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to Inter Miami. Uh, you know, as Callie said, you know, a lot of hype around Messi, obviously, um, but it's just so exciting um, as you know, true Inter Miami supporters, as day one Inter Miami supporters, to see our academy really producing and really um uh, yeah producing strong talent really producing strong talent so um just quickly we have ian frey izzy boatwright shanadir borgelin uh, uh benjamin kramashi uh, noah allen and david ruiz and all of these players um have had uh, have made rather incredible contributions throughout the season um you know they're fearless right <laughs> you could think of you know shanadir you could think of ian I mean, Ian Frey is just, he, he encapsulates everything, right? He is fearless. He has an attitude on the pitch. He plays with style and flair. He's very mature, right? And, and, and he's contributing, right? As a defender, which is just, is, that's always just fun to watch uh, as a fan, seeing your defenders join the attack and, and not only join the attack, right? But they're actually, as you said, Callie, he looks good with the ball on his feet. He's very comfortable. Um, and it's just, you know, and of course, we talked about Ian Frey in the past. Um, but, you know, big shout out to Izzy Boat, right? Uh, Dominican Republic uh, international. He's gotten some. He's gotten some call-ups with the, with the, with the national team. So we're just really excited for all of our young players. Uh, shout out to Noah Allen, uh, who had that really great goal, that really great free kick. Uh, you know, just we're just really excited to see all these players um, thrive uh, in Inter Miami. And of course, you know, Tata's here now, right? He's uh, he just kind of took under. Took control uh, with the club and of course Messi and friends will be here uh, shortly and this is all gonna help develop the players uh, to the next level so we're really really excited uh, about Inter Miami uh, and their homegrown and their homegrown talent uh, anything else you want to add about uh, Inter Miami and their future um, no just kind of reiterate that uh, you know I, I think in terms of you can say whatever you want about Miami in terms of you know some of the you know their, their approach to signing veteran players but their development of their youth academy and bringing guys up to that youth academy is unrivaled. Um, I, think we're, I think in the next probably two or three years, we're going to see guys like Benja, Frey, uh, David Ruiz, Borgelin. Like I, I think we'll see these guys get either big minutes with the club or you know get opportunities overseas, man. Especially mm-hmm. guys like Frey and Ruiz, I think that can and and Benja that can definitely I think make that jump. Yo, and, and speaking of Frey, Jamaica, you can go ahead and call that man up. <laughs> he can add some good depth uh, to the roster, you know, yep. uh, especially after that terrible, terrible loss against yeah. Mexico yesterday. But we won't talk about that. That's, yeah. that's too much on my heart. I was uh, uh, I was talking to, to some other some other group of uh, Inter-Miami fans, and 
we were kind of talking about like who's gonna be the first one to sign like a big like European contract, and I think that might be Frey. After seeing it, like before, my guess was like Benja or something like yeah. that, or maybe yeah. Leo getting another chance in Europe. I think it might be Frey, man. It could be Frey, man. Uh, yeah. I, 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 this may sound biased because I, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I think his, I think what Frey can be is kind of like a Trent Alexander-Arnold type that he can play out wide, but he can come back and play centrally also, because we've seen him do that a bit this year. He, like when he's had, when he called upon, he's played out wide as defender. But in possession and in the attack, he moves more central. So being able to transition that way in possession, out of possession, he just, he, he gave me that comparison. So, you know, I think he'd look good in red, but that's just my opinion. All right, all right, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, bro, speaking of Trent Alexander-Arnold, what's up with your mans? Why is he cutting the locks? I don't know if you saw that picture. I did, man, I did. He can't. He, so he... He came to America to hang out for a little bit. He was on the West Coast. He was in L.A. He had the locks when he came here. He gets back to Liverpool, and they're gone. I'm like, dude, the locks were going great, man. What happened? But uh, I was loving the roster, the roster nah. Alexander, bro. I needed nah. that. I needed he came, that. He came to America and went full. He went full West Coast, <laughs> just went clean cut. You even trimmed yeah. the little goatee he had going on, man. Like, nah. It is what it is. It is it's what it fine, is. It's man. all good. So good. Yeah, I mean, he's a uh, yeah, he's having he's balling. He had a really great uh, international break recently. Uh, so yeah. you know, shout out to Trent Alexander Arnold. All right, so um, yeah, shout out to our homegrown players. Um, you know, we definitely want to keep an eye out on them throughout the rest of the season, but also for their futures. Right, they're all they're all relatively young, all under I believe twenty three years old. Um, yeah. So it's it's an exciting time for the club and um, and the academy. Right. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the Western Conference, uh, the team of the week we have to have to have to if you cannot tell by the jersey i'm wearing uh we had to shout out the seattle sounders and if you can't tell by the jersey i'm wearing i got the uh attaboy I think, actually i think this is the Jimi hendrix the Jimi That's hendrix, Jimi hendrix. one yeah, of the better yeah, yeah, ones yeah. one of the best ones in mls bro like this yeah. is anyway but uh yeah so seattle sanders had an incredible game against uh vancouver uh they won three two and it was really a tale of two halves uh, the game, right? Vancouver kind of dominated the first half, um, and Seattle came back and dominated the second half. Now, uh, the three goals that Seattle scored, they were all scored by black players, right? So that's why we definitely wanted to highlight them um, for this team of the week in the Western Conference. Um, and one of those goals was a last-minute game winner, right, scored by uh, Yamar Gomez, who we'll talk about uh, in the Dream Team roster. Okay. And so uh, even though Seattle controlled most of the possession throughout the game, uh, it was really Vancouver uh, that was more dangerous in the first half with, with 10 shots. And Seattle, I think, had like six six shots. Um, but Vancouver only came away, came away with a goal. Right. So they weren't really taking advantage of all the uh, opportunities that they were that they were creating. Um, and Seattle just proved to be more clinical especially in that second half. So I um, definitely want to give a shout out to Leo Chu, uh, who, of course, we'll talk more in detail uh, during the Dream Team. Um, and he was just exploiting the right spaces at the right time, right? Vancouver, like on both of his goals, Mans was wide open, just <laughs> just completely wide open. Um, but it's because of the clever movement that he was able to do in the box and particularly um, on set pieces, right? So the first goal was a corner kick. Uh, it took a deflection uh, and it just found uh, Leo wide open in front of the goal um, where he just cleanly uh, tucks it in. And, and, and it looks kind of like, uh, you know, madness at, at first. It looks like he kind of just stuck a foot out. 
But then when you really watch it, it the man really is uh, concentrated and focused and being very intentional uh, with getting that goal in. Um, and the second goal was was very similar, right? Another set piece, uh, but this time it was a free kick. Uh, Ladero uh, crossed it in, and uh, again, Leo Chu just found, you know, just found, you know was wide open and uh, slotted it in for the brace. All right, so shout out to Leo who got uh, two goals in that game, uh, and in the 89th minute. Uh, Laborda of Vancouver, he actually tackled Chu, right? He tackled Leo. Uh, so even even when he's not scoring goals, he still finds a way to have an impact in the game. Um, Laborda on that tackle picked up his second yellow, was sent off with the red, um, and going forward at the end of the game, right? Leo gets an assist, right? So the man's got two goals and an assist, all three goal contributions. Uh, Leo was a part of, and he. Uh, he got the assist, of course, on the final goal to Yamar Gomez in the 91st minute uh, for the win. Right again, we'll discuss Yamar uh, and his goal shortly. But uh, just an overall resilient uh, performance from Seattle. Right, a big shout out to to Leo and Yamar uh, for putting the team on their backs. Right, they really, really did their thing um, with Match J24. Right, so shout out to them. Um, so, uh, any final comments on those uh, on those final two matches? Uh, just with, with Seattle. Um... Man, what a, they're just a fun team to watch, man. If you can, if you can stay up for those West Coast games, they yeah. they, they kind of went through it last year. Um, but man, this year they're they're playing some some really exciting footy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh it's good to watch, man. It's good to watch. I mean, I think doing this podcast more and more each episode is like you kind of get a certain you know um, uh, you know affinity to these teams, right? And um, Seattle is slowly becoming one of them. And Leo True in particular. Let's let's keep an eye on Leo, right? Uh, uh, we'll talk again. We'll talk more about him in the Dream Team, but just his story is really nice, um, and it's just really good to see him uh, thrive at this, particularly at this at, at this time of the season. All right, so um, that wraps up the teams of the week. So let's check out our Dream Team. All right, so the dream team for Match Day 24 features nine black players. Uh, we'll quickly discuss the first five, uh, then do deep dives on the last three. Okay, uh, so Cal, you want to get us started? Yep. So first up for our dream team, we got uh, Nigel Roberta out of DC United. Subbed in on the uh, 76th minute. Uh, first touch on the ball was his first, very first touch uh, on the ball was a goal, and it was his first uh, first game on the season and uh, he actually has a pretty cool background man uh, born in the Netherlands but he holds uh, Curacao citizenship so uh, that's fascinating that is fascinating <laughs> uh, he's played in he's played in uh, a couple really cool leagues uh, so he grew up uh, you know grew up in the Netherlands he went through uh, Feyenoord's Academy and um, got his first contract in uh june of, of 2015 and he kind of worked there through uh through the academy only got one appearance with the uh the first team then he signed a two-year deal with uh with camber which is uh the second tier in in the netherlands and he was there for two years and then he went to uh you guys first like real like first team experience with uh levski sofia in bulgaria 
before getting uh, sent over to DC United, where he's been, where he's been pretty damn good. You know, uh, five goals in 39 appearances. He's, he's still young, 25, still kind of. Uh, he's been here for two years uh, now. Really, finally starting to get some some serious minutes for the club. So, and uh, and a foe and an, and an attack in DC that's that's pretty good. So, yeah, uh, yeah that was his day, and uh, I just thought it was a cool little cool little background. He's he scored everywhere he's been. Um, you know, so yeah, and I think it was his. I think this is his first first goal of the season, if I'm not mistaken. This was his first goal of the season. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to shout out to Nigel, and a dude has an impeccable fashion sense. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, and, go ahead and check out man's IG. That man is mm. the trip is real. Yeah, it it, re- it really is between him and uh, and Kosi Tafari. Those yeah. those two brothers got it going on for sure. Um, all right, so next up we have uh, Drake, Big Draco Calendar. Um, okay, so what we're gonna do going forward for the Dream Team, just to show our goalkeeper some love, is we're gonna we're gonna include a goalkeeper uh, each week uh, for the Dream Team uh, because we yeah we know that we were really giving our goalkeepers love, and there are a number of black goalkeepers in the league. Uh, Big Draco, of course, being one of them, if not the best goalkeeper in the league dare i say uh so yeah i mean he didn't have the best game right he 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 let two past him um but i mean dude was getting dude was getting peppered all game uh he had some great saves and the score could have been a lot worse if it was not for uh big draco as as is the case with most inner miami games right uh <laughs> big draco is constantly uh saving Dragging our us to points Bruh, literally dragging us into points. Uh, but yo, so definitely shout out to Big Draco. Um, yeah, he just had a recent call up with the U.S. team uh, for the Nations League. Uh, so you know, definitely want to see him get more uh, international call ups. But then again, the more international call ups you get, the less time you're with Inter Miami. So maybe not, maybe don't get too many call ups. Um, but yeah, big shout out to Big Draco for that one. Um, a supporter of Black Herons, uh, you know, yep. represent. He's a representative on um, Black Players for Change, so you know he's a he's a all around incredible person. Um, and he also has one of our scarves. Fun fact: he, he has one of our scarves. Yeah, you know he's a big supporter. He's a big supporter, right? So um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I'm trying to get in contact with the club. We've been trying to get in contact with the club about some damn interviews, but y'all want to act, want to act up. That's probably not the best way to go about getting an interview, but it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to edit that out. But it's, uh, all right. So, <laughs> that was Big Draco. Um, so, Callie, who's up next? Next up, we got Brandon By out of the Revs. Uh, corner kick uh, on a set piece. By just, it was an absolute rocket into uh, he, uh, rocket off of a header. They lost to New York Red Bulls. Um, but, you know, it is it is what it is uh brandon by just a quick back note grew up in kalamazoo michigan which has a, a very strong uh very strong black community um you know it, it's but an area very rich in its athletic history um grew up there went to western michigan which is just down the road and uh and then he took the he took the hard way man went grand rapids fc kalamazoo uh minneapolis sc and then finally with uh, with the Revs, where he has 150 goals in uh, 100, uh, eight goals in 150 uh, appearances. Um, I was about so, to say 150 goals. God no, damn. no, no. no. <laughs> I know we, we talked about this a little more, but uh, but yeah, dude, dude scored a nice one on a uh, right off a corner. Uh, 
somehow managed to put a lot of power behind the header and, and, and got it in. Uh, but real quick, just sticking on the revs. I don't know if you guys saw the the trade that just went down with the, just went down. Yeah, the revs sending Latif Blessing to Toronto for Mark Anthony K. Just straight up. I mean, the the revs got a got a. Uh, or I'm sorry, Toronto got an interna- international slot out of it, but just a kind of a head scratching trade like two guys that seem well established for their teams mm-hmm. just a, a straight up trade like that so something something i think may have gone down but or toronto's just committing to a rebuild i don't know but mark <sighs> anthony k not only was he a staple for for toronto fc he was also just a staple for for canada for team yes. canada yes so yes, that yes. was that was a strange one that is strange especially because Latif just just got to the refs this year, this season, yep. like right before the right before the season started. So it's very, uh, yeah, it's very head scratching, very confusing. Uh, I'm sure there's something deeper going on. Uh, one thing about, I mean, maybe something that's contributing to this decision was Latif's uh, recent red card that he received. Um, you know, it was a straight red, but then again, it's like, is that the reason for a trade, right? I mean, he hasn't, I don't know, I don't know how impactful he's been throughout the season. I think he's sitting on one assist, you know, so um, he hasn't really been that involved with goal contributions, but it's still weird to to think that, or to know that this man is getting traded only a few months into the season. Um, yeah, that's, that was a, that was a strange one. Um, yeah. yeah, and, and keeping, keeping it to Canada, uh, Montreal made a massive move for uh, for uh, Apoku from LAFC, sending over one point seven five million dollars in GAM. Damn, I mean that's that's fat. I mean I the I can only imagine LAFC is gonna try and jump in on the all these hot European transfers that are coming in now, trying to trying to match the. You know their their east coast east coast east coast beach location uh, rivals. So that's the only thing I can think of, man. Because that move, I mean, uh, uh, Poku's a baller, straight up baller, and uh, I think he'll do well for for Montreal. But that's uh, that was a big one. And Cali, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is the second highest uh, trade. Yeah, in terms of game again. money. Do you do you don't know who the first was? Who was the first, Cali? <laughs> Inter Miami trades Lewis Morgan, our best player, to New York Red Bulls. Oh my to lord! To tune of like, what was it like two point one billion or billion million? Not, Dude, not this, billion. Boy. This cold is this cold is fucking me up, bro. <laughs> no, it's um, all good, bro. The two point yeah, one million, two point one million in GAM, something to that effect. So yeah, you know, I think there was, I think there was another one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think there was another one right above. I, think, I know at the time. Lewis Morgan was the biggest one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think... Maybe there is. I haven't. No, I, I think since then there has been a... Whatever. Well, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah. just know that, you know, these trades are happening. Um, a lot of... Seemingly a lot of important pieces, right, are being traded uh, from these teams. Um, yeah, it was 1.75, 1.75 in GAM. Um, but shout out to Montreal, right? Montreal just <laughs> just picked up a baller. They already yep. have a few ballers, right? So um, I think they're messing around with the bottom of the playoff table, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so this is definitely gonna help them kind of solidify their their spot in that in that playoff race. Um, so shout out to Montreal. Shout out to Apoku. Shout Montreal out to Montreal. Are itching for a playoff spot right now. They're tenth. Ah, 
okay. How many points behind the uh, Kings? They're three points behind Chicago. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Chicago just got a big win uh, last night. Yeah, my uh, boy, former Red, uh, Xander Chikiri, just with an absolute <laughs> rocket from outside the box. I'm always going to call my boys out. You're, you're always going to call your boys out. It's all right. It's all right. No, I appreciate it. Um, in fact, bro, is that the jersey? Are, are you wearing the jersey right now? Are you wearing the Liverpool No, jersey? no, no, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. This is actually a Miami Marlins okay. shirt. Gotcha, gotcha. Shout hey. out to also a very black team if you watch them. Very black. Okay. Team. Hey, so, let's get it. Let's get it. And they're and they're doing and they're doing pretty good this season, right? Second best record in the National League, baby. We're hey, going. Shout out! Shout out to the battered uh, battered Marlins. Battered right? Marlins. Yep. Yeah, that's battered my Marlins. Marlins podcast. So nice little selfless shout there. So let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Cool. So um, yeah. So that was Brandon by with uh, New England Revolution. And again, uh, you know, a great goal um, in the seventy sixth minute. Uh, next up, we have we're going to Houston, um, and we talked about this brother a few episodes ago. Uh, Ibrahim Aliu, a Nigerian dude, uh, it's his first goal of the season, scored right before halftime. So it was a, it was a fantastic moment to score, um, and it was really, if I'm being completely honest, this was Hector Herrera's goal, like masterpiece of a the masterpiece of a goal. The way he constructed it, he started, you know, Herrera started with the ball in his own half. He sends the ball up, you know. 20 yards into the opposing half and does a quick one-two with, you know, with another with another Houston player. I'm forgetting the name at the uh, at the time, but um, I think it was Baird. Uh, just does a just a, a beautiful give and go with Baird, and um, he could have scored. Herrera could have scored, but he squares it to Aliu, who just puts it away. Um, so you know, it was a great moment for for Aliu, and it was just a beautiful goal, a beautiful Houston goal. Um, they ended the game against Sporting Kansas City with a draw, two-two. Um, but you know, shout out to Liu, uh, and again, go check out those previous episodes where we where we talked about him um, and his recent uh, entrance into MLS. And also, speaking of that game, shout out to Gadi Kinda. We've talked about Gadi Kinda um, as well, um, and he just had a beautiful assist, a beautiful backheel pass to Polito, who just stroked it in for for Kansas City's first goal. Um, so yo, Gotti Kinda is nice, yo. He he he's not he's not on the score sheet a lot, but this man is racking up his assists. Um, and he just he just it's, it's very hard to miss him on the pitch because he's so impactful uh, with his passing. So shout out to Houston. Um, shout out to Kataskia, right? With Houston, who just who just uh, advanced to the Gold Cup final uh, with Panama, right? So. Um, you know, Houston is doing some things, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of exciting uh, performances and just an exciting time in general uh, for Houston. All right. So going forward, we have uh, Anderson Julio. OK, so we talked about Julio last episode. We're going to talk yep. about it. going to talk about him again because he scored his second goal in back to back match days. And this brother scored last night. Kali, I don't know if you peeped that. This man scored three goals as a super sub. Back as a super sub, bro. As a super sub, he's coming off the bench. He's embracing the role, uh, and he's contributing, right? So in match day twenty four, uh, he comes on in the eighty first minute, scores in the eighty ninth minute, right? Which was, uh, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a deciding goal, right? It was the last goal of um, Real Salt Lake's route of Orlando City, which is always a good thing around here. Um, but yo, he was just, uh, you know, he's just. He just found himself in a really good forward position. He received the ball, or, you know, a really beautiful through ball from uh, Pablo Ruiz. It took out like four defenders, um, and Julio just does a nasty turn into space and finessed it uh, right past the Orlando keeper. Right, so 
Uh, shout out to Anderson Julio. I this just wish he was is... on like a team that wasn't Real Salt Lake. Like that would be. That's awesome. the thing. That's the thing, <laughs> right? That's the thing. Real Salt Lake is uh, a dumpster fire of, a, of an organization, mm-hmm. but uh, you know this man is this man is balling, man. This man is really balling. So shout out to him, um, and hopefully he can you know rack up these goals in the final third of the season again as a super sub, right? This dude is not even starting. He's picking up these goals. Uh, maybe he might get the start. Who knows? But. You know, I kind of like him in this role uh, that he's in now. So we'll see. We'll see. So shout out to Anderson Julio um, going forward. Uh, the, the next one before we get into the final three is Yamar Gomez. Yamar Gomez. Uh, so Yamar Gomez, we talked about him a little bit. He played for Seattle, of course, and he had the he had a game winner in that game against Vancouver, assist by Leo Chu. Um, and it, it was his first goal of the season. Uh Again, Leo Chu crossed it in. It deflected off a Vancouver defender, uh, and Yamar just launches it, just launches it from the penalty spot. Um, you know, again, you know, Yamar is uh, a veteran, right, with Seattle, uh, over a hundred, over a hundred appearances for the club, uh, just an OG um, for the city in general. Um, you know, and it's good to just uh, see his brother get his first goal of the season, again, off of an incredible performance uh, by Leo Chu. So now that wraps up the five members of uh, the Dream Team roster. And now we'll go in to do a little bit more deep dives um, with the last three. And so we'll talk about Denise Uwanga with LAFC. We'll talk about Leo Chu uh, with Seattle. And then we'll uh, talk about AZ Jackson. All right. Um, so with Denise Buwanga, um, in, in, in the game against San Jose, he scored the penalty uh, in the 37th minute, the only goal of the game. Uh, but man, Buanga is just, he's really a special player, right? He was he was born in France, but he actually represents the, uh, the Gabon national team. Uh, shout out to, shout out to uh, Obama Yang, right? He actually forms a really lethal partnership with, with Obama Yang on that Gabon national team. Um, he came to MLS in August of 2022 from Saint-Étienne in uh, Ligon in France, um, but he immediately had an impact when he scored the game winner uh, in 2022 against Portland uh, to win the, to clinch the supporter shield for LAFC. Okay, so he, he gets to the league in August and in two months, this man is, uh, this man's already contributing to a, to a supporter shield, right? And, uh, you know, even this year, we see this man's quality. Um, so he, he, for the CONCACAF Champions League, he won the golden boot. Um, obviously, he was named an MLS All-Star this season. Uh, the game, I'm sorry, the goal against San Jose uh, was his 12th goal of the season, right? So he's slowly catching up to Hani Mukhtar's 13 goals. Um, but, but which I think is important to note, uh, Buwanga also has um, a political side, right? He's never afraid to call out uh, the racists, right? And so... Um, when he was in France, actually, in April 2021, um, he was playing for Saint-Étienne and members of a supporter group called Magic Fans. OK, this is an official supporter group for Saint-Étienne. OK, the team that Buanga played for. OK, sent him a video on his Snapchat racially abusing him. OK, oh. um, and, and bro, again, these are the supporters from his own club. Okay, and that that's what that's what really bothers me the most, bro. Is these are these are supporters from the <laughs> the club that the player plays on, right? They're 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 racially abusing the players from their own club, right? That's what bothers me 
that just drives me nuts, bro. Um, but whatever. So even within that um, that incident, Buanga shut that ass up uh, and scored and scored in a two zero win um, against the against the opponents. And so for the celebration in that game, right, him and his teammate uh, Zaidu Youssef. Uh, pointed to their arms, right? To, to kind I remember of show. that actually. Now that you're saying it, um, yeah, 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 that one made that one made the rounds on on Twitter a bit, and uh, yeah, I didn't realize that was Buanga. I didn't put two and two together there, but that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of funny how like, yeah, like we hear these stories, and all of a sudden they end up right in in uh, MLS or in these yeah. leagues that are closer to home. Um, yeah, so you know, in that celebration, you know, we'll we'll put up a picture for this, but in the celebration, him and his teammate are pointing to their to their arms, right? Like um, showing that or trying to prove that skin color obviously uh, has nothing to do with how one performs on the pitch, right? So, um, in any case, the offender, right? And this is another part of my beef with this whole racism in soccer. The offender was only fined fifteen hundred euros. Okay. Which is just That's an absolute ridiculous. joke. It's just an absolute joke, bro. I mean, fifteen hundred euros, bro. <laughs> that's 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 whatever. That's less than somebody's rent nowadays. But um, you know, that's it's just it's just madness. It's just madness. Um, so you know, we can talk about that all day. We can talk about you know racism in soccer and the punishments, the lack of punishments. That's that's a whole other episode. Um, but but you know, I say all that to say, um, you know, Dennis Buanga. Um, it's just out here balling. He's proven the haters wrong. Again, he's number two uh, on the uh, top goal scorer list for MLS. So that, that means we have two black players and two African players, right, that are at the top of this goal scoring list. Right? So we definitely want to watch that um, throughout the rest of the season. And, of course, can't wait to watch both of them uh, at the All-Star break uh, next week. Next week, right? So um, shout-out to Dennis Buwanga. He's having a fantastic season. Uh, kind of went into a little a, a little slump in the last couple of weeks, but hopefully this penalty against San Jose can kind of uh, pick him back up. Right? So uh, that's Dennis Buwanga with LAFC. Um, Callie, you want to take uh, AZ? Yes, sir. All right. So AZ's uh, he's an interesting, interesting guy. But uh, for his performance, game winner against Toronto, fantastic goal, his first of the season, and a, an incredible assist from a, another very good young player, um, Akil Watts. Now, uh, St. Louis obviously continuing just their their magical year, man. Just if you haven't seen St. Louis play, I mean. You're, you're missing out. They're a really, really fun team. A very young team, too. Um, so I'd go check them out. But uh, Azil, born in New York City. All right. Uh, Concrete Jungle. Grew up playing in the uh, for the Red Bulls Academy. And then, it, interestingly enough, in 2017, his and his family moved to France. And he joined uh, the club Toulouse. And he was in their academy uh, for two years. And then they moved back, and uh, when they moved back to the United States, they, they uh, moved to the Seattle area, and they, they joined Crossfire FC, which is a uh, you know uh, you know a huge academy for for youth soccer up there, and just Pacific Northwest in general. And and he was training with the Seattle Sounders as well. Um, now he signs his first professional contract in uh, in 2018, like a first team contract, and he was playing with Blagnac which is, a, I believe now, they're a six-tier club for France. Um, only made a couple appearances, but then he finds himself in 2021 signing with Minnesota United. 
uh, where he never got an appearance with the first team. He had 23 opponents uh, appearances with uh, Minnesota United 2. He went on loan to North Carolina FC. And then in 2023, he signed with, uh, for this season, he signed with uh, St. Louis City. And uh, started off the season at St. Louis City 2. Um, and then he got called up to the big boys. And he's... he's uh, He's played seven games so far, and he and yeah, just scored his first one. So uh, interesting background, uh, you know, born in New York, moved to France, moved to Seattle, and then finds himself getting you know getting playing time to pretty cool places. And now he you know he's finally got his got his call, and here he is, man, scoring, making it on the on the infamous Dreaming of Freedom podcast. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, you know, shout out to AZ Jackson, man. The dude is dude is like a little fresh, fly, little young baller out here at MLS. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's definitely exciting to see him. Man has beautiful hair, by the way. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's got the flow. To- <laughs> he's yeah, got the flow. He definitely does. He definitely does. So shout out to AZ. Um, really excited to watch him. Um, and you know, St. Louis has a lot of young players uh, on their squad. A lot of young black players on their squad. Um, so, you know, to to definitely keep an eye out for. So, um, lastly, we will talk. And we already kind of talked about him, so I won't spend too much time on uh, Leo Chu. Right, Leo Chu, of course, plays for Seattle. The brother had a brace against Vancouver, um, and that is his third goal on the season. Um, he should have been credited with the assist uh, for the game winner to Yamar, you know, but I think because it got deflected, it, he, he wasn't given that credit. But, you know, a young player, right? A young Brazilian, all right? Only 23 years old. Um, and in Brazil, he was coming from uh, the Gremio, right? The Gremio Academy played for uh, the Gremio uh, senior team in 2020 um, and 2021. Not a lot of appearances uh, because he was loaned out to Seattle. Uh, C- um again another another brazilian club um and you know that's where he had a little bit more uh, playing experience again not a lot of goals but um you know he racked up 22 appearances for the for for the club and it's really where um it's really at gremio right where we get to have a better sense of who leo chu is um and particularly his his soccer inspiration. So um, when he was young, his grandfather's uh, favorite player was um, uh, Tarcicio, uh, Jose, Jose Tarcicio de Souza. Jose Tarcicio de Souza. And his name, um, or his nickname rather, uh, he was known as the Black Arrow, right? He was the name hey. for it. You're right. <laughs> Shout out to Black Arrow FC, um, who actually is Black Arrow FC. Uh, you know, black soccer culture, uh, doing a lot of great things uh, in the media world and, and trying to do a lot of partnerships with different clubs around the globe. Um, they actually got their uh, name from Gil Scott Heron, his, his his pops, right? Who was, who was known as the Black Arrow, who played for Celtic, right? Jamaican brother who played for Celtic. So we see these kind of names, right? Black Arrow, uh, you know, Black Pearl is another one, right? You know, you know, Pele was called the Black Pearl and Eusebio was called the Black Pearl. So we see all these different names, all these different nicknames kind of uh, circulating throughout the diaspora. But um, at, at Gremio, Jose Tarcicio de Souza was known as uh, the Black, was known as the Black Arrow. 
Um, and Leo's grandfather, that was his favorite player, right? And so um, growing up, people would call, uh, people called Leo, Leo Chu uh, Flechinha, which is Portuguese for little arrow, right? Again, after his grandfather's uh, favorite player. Um, and so when we see, when we see Leo uh, balling out in the game, then he scores a brace, right, uh, in Vancouver. What is his celebration? He's shooting the arrow, right? And love so, that. you know, there's, yeah, there's all of that connection. Um, so we, you know, we definitely love to see uh, Leo uh, really do his thing and 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 really blossom uh, this season. Um, uh, yeah, actually, at the beginning, at the beginning of the season, it was kind of a struggle, right? He was kind of struggling to kind of find his place um, on the pitch, kind of struggling to find his uh, starting position, but. Um, after a few of the players uh, on Seattle got called up for for international duty, he just take yeah he just took advantage of his opportunity. Um, and in a game, <laughs> check this, Cali, in a game against Can- uh, Sporting Kansas City in March, the dude, the game was four one. Seattle wins. Leo Chu has four assists. <laughs> so uh, you know the brother is the brother is definitely uh, uh, lethal um, when given the opportunity. Okay, so, uh, you know, we definitely want to see Leo do his thing throughout the rest of the season. I just, I'm not going to lie. I, I love me some Brazilian, some some Afro-Brazilian. Give me all of that all day. You know, I'll take that, that all day. Uh, so definitely want to follow Leo um, on his journey through through uh, through MLS. Okay, uh, so that wraps up this week's Dream Team. So make sure to keep an eye out uh, for those players as we finish up the season. Um, and finally, let's finish up with our footnote segment where at long last, we will determine who has the blackest team in MLS. All right, so we are back with the footnote segment and now I'm sure a lot of you have been wondering, or maybe maybe you haven't been wondering, but I know we've been wondering for the longest, who is the blackest team? Uh, who is the blackest team in M- in MLS? So uh, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Okay, uh, we'll just go through the different clubs and give you their uh, their tally for number of black players. And you know, let's let's kind of think of it as you know more or less you know plus or minus one, right? Because there's always there's always that brother on the team where you're not really sure if he's black, you know, probably probably got a little black in there somewhere, but you don't know how he identifies. So, you know, you can kind of, you know, plus or minus one uh, on each team, but yeah, for the most like, part. It's like the, the Emile Smith Rowe asterisk, right? Bro, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> Bro, I did not wait. I, it wasn't until I saw the, the, I don't remember the name of it, the, the Arsenal documentary that and they, they start focusing on, on Emile Smith Rowe and they show his parents that his dad's black. I'm like, excuse me? See, I did not see. I didn't watch that. So I didn't know yeah. that. Though, but I always it, wondered. I'm like, this dude, this dude looks a little. And I remember in the in the, the two cents chat, I think it was Greg. I was like, bro, you look at his face and he's black. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to make that assumption. That's, what, I, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Though. Like, you look at him like, whoa, he, he looks like he got something in him. Anyway, okay, well, that's good yeah. to know. I mean, I always like the brother. Yeah, I guess we can't call him about that. Whatever. That's okay. We're getting all right. We're getting to it. <laughs> Way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, all right. So, blackest team in MLS. Um, Callie, you do you want to go through all the clubs, or should we just give the club with the most black players the club with the least black players? I feel like I feel like I, I think I want to give all the clubs just so our listeners can yeah, know where their club let, stands. Yeah. Let's let's do, let's go through all of them, man. We've, we've right, done good on time here. 
All right, let's run it. Let's run it. Okay, so um, this is in no particular order. Uh, actually, th this is in particular order. This is in <laughs> this is in order of the Eastern Conference standings. Okay, um, so we have uh, Cincinnati with fourteen black players, fourteen black players. Nashville with seven. New England with thirteen, and that may be that's actually twelve now. <laughs> With, with blessing, uh, being well, no, traded. but they got, they no, got, but yeah, but they got Mark Anthony K. That's so right, that that's one, right. that one evened out. So we'll stick with their. <laughs> that's right. So we'll stick with thirteen. All right, uh, Columbus with twelve, and that is including the coach, right? So eleven okay. players plus uh, uh, Wilfred Nancy. Um, Atlanta has eight, Philly has nine, Orlando has nine, DC has nine, Montreal has fourteen, and yeah, Montreal, Montreal has fourteen. Um, wait, is that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fourteen with uh, a Poku. That's fourteen with a Poku. Um, New York Red Bulls has twelve players, twelve black players. Chicago has five. Charlotte has eight. New York City FC has four. Shame Toronto. On you. <laughs> Toronto has thirteen. And Cali, I was very uh, pleased to learn that our beloved Inter Miami has nine black players. Um, so, if you were wondering. The team with the, the sorry the club with the least amount of black players. I'm sure you already figured it out. NYCFC. What are you doing, baby? I mean, That's shocking. Like in New York City too. That one's <laughs> in New York City, bro. Like, that come one, on, how, man. How, how, how you letting the guys that play in Jersey have more black players than you, man? That's, oh my that's gosh. Wild. That's that that is wow, that is one way to look at it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is a great way to look at it. But uh yeah, so NYCFC, come on, do better. Do better. I don't know what what y'all do. I don't know who's who's on y'all recruiting squad, but y'all need to y'all need to, you know, expand y'all uh, expand y'all geographies when when looking uh when looking outside the US for some for some more players. Yeah. Um so that's NYCFC with four. And then uh, the team in the Eastern Conference with the most black players is dun, 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 FC Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati. And I will say, I don't think it's a coincidence, FC Cincinnati is top of the league. Okay, so. Yeah. Montreal also one, has 14 for what it's worth. Montreal, so yes. Yes. So we Thank we you have for a that. tie. Yeah, thank you but, for that. You know, and you know, and, you know, I mean, we've been showing Montreal hella love, you know, yes. all, you know, all season. So, um, shout out to both of those clubs. I, I was kind of surprised to see how many black players Cincinnati had. Um, I'll say the East did pretty well because you also, you, I mean, New England with thirteen, Crew with twelve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, yes, Red Bulls yes. with twelve, not bad. Toronto yes. thirteen, possible fourteen. <laughs> possible fourteen. Uh, that's that's Emil. Sure. <laughs> that's an Emil Smith Rowe asterisk. We're not. We're just exactly. not. Uh, we cannot confirm nor deny. Exactly, exactly, and we will stay. We will stay away from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know that was a uh, yeah. So you know, shout out to Eastern Conference. Shout out to uh, FC Cincinnati and Montreal for for you know carrying the flag for most melanated most melanated MLS teams in the Eastern Conference. All right. So next, uh, next we have the Western Conference, um, and let's just get right into it. All right. So yeah, even though we've been showing St. Louis so much love, uh, they have seven black players. Seattle, who we just talked about, and I feel some type of way now as I'm wearing this jersey. Uh, Seattle has five black players. Okay, LAFC has uh, ten black players. Real Salt Lake has nine. Austin FC has five. Uh, Dallas FC Dallas has fifteen 
Oof. Okay, 15. Yeah. San Jose has six. Houston has nine. Uh, Vancouver has eight. Sporting Kansas City has seven. Minnesota has 14. Portland with 12. Uh, LA Galaxy with nine. And Colorado Rapids with 13. Okay, so I'm sure you peeped the the teams in the Western Conference with the lowest amount of black players would be uh, Seattle Sounders and uh, Austin FC with five. And the team with the most black players uh, in the Western Conference is FC Dallas, right? And shout out to FC Dallas, you know, shout out to Nkosi Tafare, shout out to Bernard Camungo, all these players we've been talking about um, on FC Dallas. And so again, Seattle, Austin, not sure what the hell you're doing. Shout out to Leo Chu. <laughs> Shout out to, to Yamar Gomez, right? What is that, about 50% of <laughs> Seattle's black players? Almost. All right. Um, shout out to, shout out to uh, Zardes, right, with Austin, uh, who's doing his thing. Um, but, you know, again, y'all, there, there should be no reason any MLS club should be lower than nine black players, right? And that's actually the average um, amount, right? So um, there's... Uh, about nine black players on each MLS team, right? I think if you want to really want to get technical in the Western Conference is like 9.2 and in the Eastern Conference is 9.6. Yeah. But that feels a little, that feels a little three-fifths compromising. So we're going to say nine players. Um, and um, there were, out of those, um, all of those black players, right? There were 42 countries represented, 42 mm. countries represented, right? And kind of you know um adding to what we talked about last week 19 african nations okay 19 african nations so um big shout out to the diaspora right this is just a testament to uh you know how global the game is right how important the game is uh to you know to black people to black nations um to black you know obviously to black players right uh just you know and a few other notes um about this makeup, right? In the Eastern Conference, uh, I believe Cincinnati had like three Africans. There was a Swedish player on Nashville, right? The Bay um, Perry, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, a, a, I think there was two South Sudanese players. Um, one on Atlanta, I think they're, I'm forgetting where the other one is now. Um, but there were definitely two South, South Sudanese brothers. Um, there's a Kenyan player on Philadelphia, Richard Odada. Um, who else? Uh, who yeah, else stood uh, out? We got a Ugandan player for New York yep. Red Bulls. Yep. Steven yep. Sarwata. Yep. Yep. Bro. Kenyan was... Richard Odada for Philly. Yep. So, so speak, I mean, even though NYCFC only had only only has four black players. Jesus Christ, that sounds so crazy to think about. Um, one of their players is this brother by the name of Christian McFarlane. Um, and he signed with the club at like 14 years old. I think he's like the youngest or second youngest ever player to sign with an MLS club uh, at 14 and, you know, a couple of days. Right. So um, shout out to Christian. I think he's from England, actually. <clears throat> um, so and then in the end, there. So we, I think we talked about a Swedish player on Nashville. And then in Toronto, there's a Norwegian <laughs> a black Norwegian player, uh, Adama, Adama Diomande, right? Um, you know, and similar similar notes in the Western Conference, right? San Jose has a player from uh, Burkina Faso. Houston has a Zimbabwe, uh, a player from Zimbabwe. Um, Minnesota yeah, so, player from Mali. Yeah, 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 Mali. Uh, yep, 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 yep. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it's definitely definitely a lot of good representation globally. 
um, throughout MLS. Uh, you know, and we definitely want to continue uh, to highlight, now that we know for sure, we definitely want to continue to highlight FC Cincinnati, Montreal, uh, and of course, FC Dallas, who has the most Black players in MLS, right, with 15 black players so we definitely want to give a big shout out to fc dallas continue to do y'all thing um and they're 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 doing pretty good in the western conference if i'm not mistaken in terms of um in terms of their uh positioning right um i believe as i said fc cincinnati with the most black players in the eastern conference they're top of the league um and fc dallas is sitting at number seven in the Western Conference, right? So, um, you know, both teams are, are, are looking good. Montreal, right? Uh, yeah, they're sitting right outside the playoff spot with uh, with 26 points. So, um, yeah, definitely want to show all these teams love. Definitely want to continue to show all all of our Black players in MLS love. Um, you know, and that's uh, that wraps up the uh, footnote segment. So, um, Callie, is there anything you want to add uh, for this episode? Episode 20, we finally made it. We made it to the end of episode 20. Uh, we're going to continue to give you this content going forward. But, uh, Callie, anything you want to add? Um, just two things. One, uh, first and foremost, like, if, if you're still listening to us, like, thank you for, for putting up with us 20 times. That's, that's great. Um, and... Uh, also, uh, the last Inter Miami game I was at against uh, Austin, I had a uh, had someone come up to me, and I don't know if he if he went up to you, but he came up to me and he's like, "Hey, man, like I listen to your guys' stuff all the time, and I've learned so much, and I appreciate you guys kind of like you know taking the initiative and and you know talking about the hard things sometimes and not being afraid to kind of have those tough conversations and stuff, and and that was." Uh, one of the more validating experiences I've had uh, doing this. So, you know, things like that, uh, you know, that, that, that stuff's awesome to experience. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Getting that feedback. Um, yeah, I think the same dude came up to me as well. And, you know, yeah. he was just uh, he was just really excited about the podcast, like, you know, that we're doing the podcast. I was kind of taken aback, like, wow, like, you know, thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it, you know. So, you know, definitely uh, continue to give us the feedback. Tell us what we can do better. Um, tell us what we're doing right. You know, tell us what you love. Tell us what you don't necessarily love. Um, and we're going to continue to um, highlight, represent uh, the black players in MLS um, and really be a compliment, you know, to our whole uh to our whole two cents family right two cents fc um ftc uh can i kick it shea butter walking 90 uh, we're all doing the good work trying to trying to increase this representation um so with that cali um we are signing off and uh we will catch you next week peace catch y'all next week two bomb o'clock block for them